SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. What's up, SFL Nation? I'm glad that you came back to join me. And I want to tell you, oh my gosh, I had such a great time at the SFL convention on Saturday. It was all weekend, but since I started a new job, I could only make it on Saturday. But it was the highlight of my summer for sure. It was three fun-filled days of laughs and getting to know fellow SFL members and staff on a more personal level. Everyone was really nice and it felt great just watching the games with the players that are involved. Getting their real-time reactions as the games went on were priceless. I saw a video of Ray Bentley running the 4-4 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, (laughs) I almost fell on the floor laughing, man. It was so funny. And Cam suggested that someone should splice together a video of Ray Bentley's run and my scramble against some falls that happened on Sunday and see who's faster. Ray says that he thinks my player is a bit faster, but I don't know. (laughs) I also got a chance to meet some great people I met Cam. I met, um, let's see, off the top of my head, I can remember, um, Sully, Harish, Siobhan, Selwyn. I met Andy, Eddie Gage, Damon Simeons, James Klein, um, my dad. It seemed like the whole Atlanta team was there. Well, you know, it, it wasn't the whole team, but it just, it was so many players like BDG Hollywood and Boochism and, um, of course, Marxism, um, then they actually had one of their uh, backup members there too. And unfortunately his name escapes me, but you know, they had a real good turnout. And of course, um, Marcus Dunhill and Mitch Shan, DDP, Pseudo Nakai, Dwayne, Colin, Richard. And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm leaving you out because it's just so many people and just so many memories and laughs and just good times that is swimming around in my head, even right now, you know, it was, It was amazing. And I cannot wait till next year. And I hear that it's going to be in Atlanta. So if that's true and you didn't make it out this time, please come. It's totally worth the time and effort that it takes to make this happen. Thank you, Cam, so much for showing us a great time. And it does show the camaraderie that you tried to instill, even, you know, in chatting and everything that you do, you know, we are one. We are a family, you know, and... It was a really good time, and I hope to see you guys again next year. 
I am going to keep it relatively short this time with the podcast this evening. Um, I have two that I'm planning on doing, so this is my first one. Segments will include a quick recap of week three scores in Atlanta. Uh, well, it was broadcasted from Sims Atlanta. Player of the game and my picks for week four. And my fourth and goal interview with Mr. Tristan Haley, strong safety for the Carolina Skyhawks. And I plan to have a team podcast um, coming out as well, if not tonight, tomorrow. And that's going to be with Denver. So I am really looking forward to talking to those guys, you know. Sure, they'll be looking forward to, you know, just explaining and just showing how excited they are about their season thus far. And, um, but I'm excited to bring you this podcast. So let's get started with a quick recap of week three. Stay tuned. And welcome back to my quick recap of week three. And it goes as follows. Vancouver and Mexico matched up over the weekend and Mexico won 45 to 33. I was right about Mexico winning this game. I did choose him to win. And Ray Bentley was the player of the game. Number 28 halfback for the team. 13 attempts, 76 yards, 113 reception yards, three reception touchdowns and Vancouver's passing rushing and total yardage goes as follows follows had 456 yards passing 45 rushing and the total yardage was 501 yards Mexico had 332 yards passing 69 rushing and 401 yards total time of possession Vancouver had the ball for 26 minutes and 17 seconds, while Mexico had it for 17 minutes and 43 seconds. Turnovers, both teams had two. And it seems that even though Vancouver had the ball a little bit longer, Mexico was more effective with it. Next up, we have Atlanta versus St. Louis. And Atlanta won 27-7. I was right about this game as well. Player of the game was number 34, BDG Hollywood, halfback for Atlanta. 23 attempts, 157 yards, one touchdown, and 116 receptions. St. Louis had 163 passing yards, 55 rushing yardage, and 218 total yardage, while Atlanta had 291 yards passing, 158 yards um, rushing and total yardage of 449. So definitely balanced there for Atlanta and time of possession. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta had the ball 22 minutes and 26 seconds. St. Louis only had it for 20 minutes and 52 seconds. Atlanta turned the ball over three times, but St. Louis had it turnover of what well, one turnover. And we have Chicago versus 
Charleston. Super exciting game. Went into overtime. I was right about Chicago winning this game. 27-24. J.C. Torres, wide receiver, number 89, was the player of the game. Nine receptions, 266 yards, two touchdowns, and 29.6 yards per carry. I'm sorry, yards per catch. Chicago's passing was 369 yards. Rushing was 56. Total total yardage was 425 yards. Charleston had 286 yards passing, 106 yards rushing. And the total yardage was 392. Time of possession, Charleston had the ball a lot longer than Chicago did, 28 minutes and 51 seconds. Chicago had it for 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Turnovers, they both had four. Chicago had that edge. And like I said, it was a very exciting game. And it was funny seeing Shan's face in person, looking at his reactions and everything. Oh, my God. I wish I could have recorded it. Actually, it is. (laughs) And we have Las Vegas uh, versus Houston. And Houston won. I was right about this game as well. Houston, 34. Las Vegas, 6. Josh Fed was the player of the game, wide receiver number 84 for Houston. Four receptions, 57 yards, one touchdown, 125-yard kick return, and one kick return touchdown. Fantastic, man. Las Vegas had 190 yards uh, passing, 41 yards rushing, 231 yards total while Houston had 175 yards passing 111 yards rushing and 286 yards total Las Vegas had the ball 17 minutes 9 seconds Houston had it for 26 minutes and 44 seconds but and uh, these turnovers will make or break your game and Las Vegas had 3 Houston had none so that's why Houston won the game we have Alaska versus Tallahassee return championship, you know, of the past. And, oh, my, Tallahassee won 28-17. Quarterback number 13, Christian Christensen, was the player of the game with 58 completions out of the 77 attempts, 515 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and 83.0 quarterback rating. Rushing, I'm sorry, passing yardage for Alaska was 331 yards, while Tallahassee had 515. Uh, Alaska had 30 yards rushing. Total yardage for Alaska was 361 yardage. Tallahassee had 7 yards rushing, but had 522 yards total. Tallahassee also had the ball for 27 minutes and 52 seconds, while Alaska had it for 16 minutes. And Alaska surprisingly had six turnovers, and Tallahassee actually had a lot of them as well with five. But Tallahassee had that edge on them as well. Impressive. I did choose um, Alaska to win that game, and I was wrong. And as I said before, I did choose Houston to win their game, so I was right about that one. Um, I have New Orleans versus Denver. I chose Denver to win this game, and they did, 23-3. to 
Giacomo Jones, wide receiver number 11, was a player of the game with six receptions, 110 yards, on one touchdown, 18.3 yards per catch. And New Orleans had 164 yards passing and 94 yards rushing with 258 yards total. Denver had 246 yards passing, 117 yards rushing, and 363 yards total. New Orleans had the ball for 17 minutes and 11 seconds with one turnover, and Denver had the ball for 25 minutes and 38 seconds with two, two turnovers. Now, London versus San Fran. I was wrong about this one. I had um, San Fran winning, but London won 49-21. to 21. Player of the game was number 34, halfback Reggie Streeter. 27 attempts, 217 yards, three touchdowns, 51 reception yards. London had 381 passing yards, 237 rushing yards, and a total of 16, I'm sorry, 618 yards. While San Fran had 225 yards passing, six yards rushing, 231 yards total. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it's a lot of. Um, I didn't get the time on those games as far as the time possession, but I know that London had three turnovers and San Fran had one. But um, I just London had their number with that regard, definitely. And I heard that I didn't actually see the total game, but I know that London had a substantial lead pretty much the whole game. So, but last but not least, which has me playing this song right now. Why? <laughs> oh, man. Tulsa versus Sioux Falls. I was wrong about this game. I said that we would win, and we did not. Uh, Sioux Falls won the game 33-30. It was an overtime thriller. We tried, and uh, I'll have to give you an explanation as to what happened in a bit. But quarterback... Julian Tyree, number 10 for Sioux Falls, was the player of the game with 37 completions out of 56 attempts, 364 yards, three touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 94.6. The total passing yard, I'm sorry, passing yards for Sioux Falls, 364 to Tulsa's 361. Um, rushing was 107 yards for Sioux Falls to 83 for Tulsa. Total yardage for Sioux Falls was 471 and 444 yards for Tulsa. Uh, Sioux Falls had the ball a little bit longer than us with 26 yard, uh, 26 minutes, 30 seconds, and we had the ball for 23 minutes and 4 seconds. But <sighs> turnovers definitely made the game. I mean, made or break the game. So Sioux Falls had only one, and I had four, four interceptions. And what, what really made me very upset about the whole thing was that we had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. We were in the red zone. We were, I think, maybe a little bit like right near the 10-yard line, and all I had to do was have the field goal unit come out and kick the ball through the uprights. That's all we had to do. And for some reason, AI told me, hey, no, you're going to throw the ball. And I threw an interception right there. It was painful. To see that 
And I was supposed to go to the watch party um, that occurred on Sunday, but I'm glad I didn't because I, I was I, I, I was livid. And I didn't want my guys to see me like that, but <laughs> but with my turnovers and then we had a few missed opportunities on defense where the balls was right in our hands and we just dropped them or just missed out on them just a hair. So we have some things to do. We have some things we got to work out, you know, and uh, I think that we still have a chance. I've seen teams come back from an 0-3 start. So it's just about making those adjustments that we need to, and we will. Uh, now, so I did make my picks for uh, week three, and so I had six right and three wrong which is, you know, not bad at all. But hopefully next week, or week four, it'll be a little bit better with Ashley's picks. So Atlanta is on a bye week. But uh, August 4th, we have Houston versus London. I have Houston winning by three. Baltimore, Vancouver, I have Baltimore winning by seven. Chicago versus San Fran, I have Chicago winning by ten. Uh, Charleston versus Las Vegas, I have Las Vegas winning by three. New Orleans versus Carolina. I actually have Carolina winning this by three. Uh, Tulsa versus St. Louis. I have us winning by at least, hopefully, seven points. Uh, Sioux Falls and Seattle. I have Seattle winning by three. And uh, Tallahassee and Denver. I actually have Tallahassee winning this by, by a very small margin of three. It's going to be a tight game, though. Um, Alaska versus Mexico City. Ooh, I do have Alaska winning out by three as well. Queen City versus OKC. I have Queen City winning by seven, and their game is actually at 7 p.m. All of the other previous games I mentioned is at um, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Queen City game and OKC game is at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. So looking forward to seeing you guys in chat. Come on out and support your team. Next up, we have my fourth and goal interview with Mr. Tristan Haley, Carolina. Stay tuned. And welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Trident OGC. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. I'm glad you made time. For me, I know you just got off work, so you're probably tired. So I appreciate you. All right. So um, my first question for you is: Describe yourself. Who are you, and what do you do for the SFL? Uh, well, my name is Tristan Hatley. Uh, I don't know that I do much for the SFL, really. I mean, I'm, I've been in the league for a while, so I guess there's to an extent I've just been like a long time member of it, but not really. I try to help people to an extent, like newer people, I'm not really good at it because I'm young myself, so I'm kind of immature at times, but I mean, pretty much all in that regard that I could think of that I could say I do for a week. Okay, so what's your position in Carolina? I play free safety. Okay. Very nice, very nice. And so, is that your? Was that your? Was that your actual? That was that the position that you wanted, or did you have to kind of change over to that position? Or uh, well, actually, I messed up. I'm strong safety. I've switched a lot since I've been like 
with Carolina, I was like, I think I started in the corner, and then I was the free safety, strong safety, back to free safety. So it's pretty much just defensive back. So it is kind of what I wanted. It just it changed depending on what you really need. So. Okay. So you just yeah. wanted to be a defensive guy, period. Yeah, pretty much just defensive back is what I prefer. Okay. I respect that. All right. So how has the SFL impacted your life? Uh... Like I said, I've been in it for like three years now, so just meeting all the people through that time, getting like, because a bunch of new people have come in that have been like Harris, for instance, and uh, he's the offensive coordinator for us, because he wasn't there obviously when I was it, like came in here, so he's like a newer guy, but still like that kind of thing, just new people come, you make new friends, get to new, meet new people, things like that, pretty much. Got it. And so how do you plan to make an impact on the SFL? Now, I know how you said like you'd like to help people as soon as they come in the door, you know, things like that. So what else do you think that you'd yeah. like to do? Um, huh, that, that is a good question. But I, I'm not too sure how to answer that one. All right, no worries, no worries. If you want to come back to it later, you can. Or the next time I have you on the All podcast, right. you can do that. So describe your worst, the worst game you've ever had. Since you've been here for three years, I'm sure you've had some doozies. Uh, I'm not trying to put my team down, but I played for Carolina, so there's, there's been a lot of losses. So it's hard to pinpoint one. Just losing kind of is unfortunate. And then last year, I went to Houston. Still lost. I was like, I'm pretty sure one of the worst seasons I've ever had. So that's, there's, there's a lot of games at pinpoint. That's, that's a hard question. <laughs> Got it. But is there one that kind of sticks out in your mind a little bit? Like, um, that can just stick out. I, I can't remember if it was week one or two, but in the game, it was like I don't, I don't know what my player was doing. It's like they, they threw the ball to the receiver, and my dude like went and he blocked pretty much for that guy. He ran into one of our other defensive backs, stopping him from tackling the receiver, and I'm pretty sure that ended up leading to the score. So that that's the one that I can think of. Like, Listen, I understand totally. That AI gets you every time. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can get a bit aggravating to say the least. <laughs> oh man, tell me about it. All the interceptions I've been throwing lately? Come on, man. <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. But um, so, how have you grown in your strong safety position, from in comparison to last seasons, past seasons? Um, well, it's pretty much like every year. If you look at my stats, they improved. Like, I, I don't know what interception has done. I'm pretty sure they went up and went down and started to go back up again. There's maybe like tackles. Like each year, I've gone up by like six or so plus. So it's like. That it, like getting better at tackles because of like uh, getting higher values because of the previous season things like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Tell me, have you played yeah. any sports? Uh, yeah, football. Mm. Yeah. And were you defense? Were you strong safety for real? No, uh, kicker. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't, I don't like getting hit or hitting people because they hurt. So. <laughs> That's why we play this. That's why we play simulation. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, that's interesting. So tell me about being a kicker, man. Like, is it, does your heart, is your heart in your throat every time the game comes down to you? Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit stressful. Okay. Obviously, people don't like, like, if you make it, if it's, like, down to you, it's like you're awesome. But then if, if you don't make it and it's down to you, then it's like everybody just wants to, like, kill you for a bit. And it's yeah. kind of, it's pretty weird how that, like, one position gets that much, like, hate or love, depending on how they do. And it's, like, compared to others, it's like they'll get a bit of hate, but it's not quite to that extent. It's kind of stressful in that scenario but not really gotcha how good are you that uh i like to think i'm I'm pretty good i tell myself i'm good i'm probably not as good as i think i am but (laughs) pretty big ego (laughs) hey as long as you're making them through the uprights man that's all that matters (laughs) got that right (laughs) so um Tell me, what is your most memorable SFL experience? Like, happy times. What's the best part? Um, probably, first of all, just like when I first got into the league, because when I signed with Carolina, because I was like, I, it was different back then. I don't remember how exactly it was, but I came in like two weeks, and I think and that was pretty cool, because like my uh, players' first game in, I got like two picks. So that was a pretty cool experience. And then, after that, just, uh, I had something on my mind, but I can't even think of what else it was right now, so I don't yeah. <laughs> stick with that one. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. And so, what are your plans for the next five years, SFL and life-related? Um, in life, just a lot more school, because I'm trying to get a doctorate in history, because I need to be more qualified for that, and then... SFL, I don't know, hopefully either be coaching or own a team by then, that'd be pretty cool, but one of those two, probably coaching more so because it seems like too much stress to own a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah. I see what so. Dion goes through, so yeah. I can, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. So, can you remember a time when trash talk just went way too far? like going too far but it's like because like I said being like Carolina we have lost a lot even it doesn't really matter to people like if we do good or if we do bad in the game we lose so it's like it makes us an easier target for them to like trash talk on so it's not so much it goes too far it's just at a point it's kind of annoying because it's like you just get it like constantly like every day not well I don't know annoying aggravating because like every week pretty much you lose you get trash talk you get like a compliment but then the trash talk comes back so it kind of gets bothersome no I can imagine especially when you know you're doing the best that you can you know you guys are making your progressions and coach is doing the best that you can yeah it's like we have good game plans our team performs well it's just it comes down to AI sometimes or who knows what happens it's just long timing things like that so it's not really anything we can do about it so that's like it's kind of aggravating gotcha so how do you handle adversity because you guys have you know been in a losing situation more so than not you know how do you deal how do you guys deal with that as a team how do you deal with that personally uh pretty much just like 
any like negative things that happen or like if it's AI we see certain things that go wrong it's just work forward from that don't like get carried on and be like oh everything's completely wrong because we can see that we did well so like just because of those little issues doesn't mean to like let it get you down or to get worried or anything just improve from what you saw you did wrong and you keep a solid mindset on those things and don't let it aggravate you that you're losing too much gotcha okay and last question what's one thing that you think the league could do better Oh boy. Uh, 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 they've like improved a lot over time, but I think they're taking the right steps to getting better. It's just, I wouldn't say it's really an issue, it's just the way, like, well, I don't have, I don't know exactly how it goes. I just like, like how people like get reported for doing certain things. It seems like they get a warning now, like afterwards, but like, I, I don't know if they really get an opportunity to plead their case, just like things like that. Not like that, it's an issue now because people do like mess up really bad. It's like, I don't think they necessarily deserve that chance, but it's like just probably implementing more things in case somebody doesn't mess up, except they understand the issue, you know, like, so they can figure out what's wrong, how to improve that issue, and then give them a chance to fix it instead of just, you get three chances and you're out. It's like, but some people don't think about it as much because they think it's like the internet so people won't care as much yeah. so they'll act without thinking because of that and so just like certain people if you can tell their hearts in the right place and they plan to not do it again like try to let them plead their case but that's pretty much it I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say but I, I, that's as good as I can get that point across I mean I, I understand what you mean that thing, that what but yeah. this comes this I'm sorry Oh, no, I was, I said, yeah, just like, oh, wait, yeah, you're good to go. All right, so this is the end of the interview, and normally what I like to do is let my guests have the last word, so you can do a shout out, you can do a speech or a poem, I'm still trying to get somebody to sing to me, but they won't do it, so, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) of course not, never is, (laughs) but yeah, you got your last word, and do you think? Uh, I'm um, uh, I'm glad that uh, I could bring Harris back to life from his uh, untimely death the other day. That's all I gotta say. Mm, yeah, that was pretty bad, man. That ooh. <laughs> my heart yeah, felt. I, oh, what's up? I was gonna say my heart dropped for him as soon as I wasn't even in the room at the time. I stepped out to get some water or something. And when I was told that he went down, I was like, oh my God. And when I walked back in that room and saw his face, I was just, <sighs> felt so bad. Yeah, good thing he was in the South. We could found a new boom doctor to bring it back to life. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best doctors in the league. <laughs> yeah. but, all right, man. So that's all, that's all you want to, did you want to do any shout outs to anybody? Um... Uh, I guess uh, King Kaz Johnson, the quarterback for the, uh, the Houston Hyenas. I just want to say, I meant the word artistic as in art, as in you're very skilled at drawing and or painting because that drawing was beautiful. And I'll leave it at that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Well, it was nice talking to you, Tristan, and I'm looking forward to talking to you more in the future. I do plan on having um, like a teen versus teen podcast. So it'll be like, for instance, it'll be like Carolina and um, Baltimore. You know, guys, guys come on. And, of course, it'll be friendly banter. I'm not going to let it get out of control. But, you know, I'm going to let y'all do your thing because I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, that would be a very interesting concept. I don't know if that would fall more. That'd be a bit too much trash talk. Maybe, maybe. But, I, you know, I have a way of controlling things, so I think it'll be fine. (laughs) But, all All right. right. All right. It was nice talking to you, and I'll see you later. I'll see you out there in the field. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate every time you take time out of your busy schedules to come see me or come, you know, listen to me, you know, and tell you about the ins and outs of the league and give you all this good information. You know, I really hope that you enjoy yourself. I enjoy making the podcast, as I tell you guys all the time. If you have any ideas, anything that you want to hear, please feel free to leave me a voicemail message. I will include them on the podcast, um, depending on what they are, or even um, take your advice, especially if you're giving me some good stuff and give you credit for it as well. But with that, y'all have a fantastic night. I've been looking forward to seeing you on the field and bringing you another podcast. Um, Actually, hopefully within tomorrow with Denver Nightwings podcast and even next week. So with that... Y'all have a great evening or great morning. Striker out. Hey, this is Sudo Nakai uh, from Vancouver, running back. I uh, just want to say had a great time in Atlanta at the convention. Um, met Everyone there was great, uh, friendly. I'm relatively new in the league, so it was great to meet some people, uh, learn some more about the league. Uh, for those of you who weren't able to make it, um, I would try as best you could for next time. Um, it's a great experience, one that I won't ever forget, and I'm looking forward to going to the next one. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Sydney Richardson, a.k.a. Sully Richardson, number 12, uh, Carolina Skyhawks. Um, just wanted to say that the convention, the SFL convention in Atlanta, it was awesome. It was excellent. It was much needed. I uh, enjoyed meeting everybody, um, meeting Miss A.J. Stryker, meeting uh, Cam, just like all of the uh people who represented their teams and it was just a lot of laughs and a lot of camaraderie um, much needed. It really picked up my spirits and I know 
hopefully I help to pick up the spirits of others. Um, if you miss it, man, try to make it next year because you will enjoy yourself. But, uh, yes. Yes, it was very, very fun and can't wait till next year. Hey everybody, it's Marcus Dunhill, quarterback of the Atlanta Swarm, home from the convention. I just want to thank everybody who made this weekend possible, especially Cam, DPP, and uh, all the league staff, as well as all the owners who attended. It was really great to be able to meet everybody. I really enjoyed meeting uh, Andy Dwayne and um, you know Mark Chan, everybody that was there. And I'm so glad I got to meet everybody and really start to see who some people were outside of just the SFL. So it was a really fun experience. Got to see some amazing games, meet some great people. Uh, Harish Levant, uh, Michael Trillo, you know, it just amazing opportunity. Um, and I'm so glad I went and I hope everybody continues to go in the future. And I'm glad I'll see everybody next year.